Well, rural New Zealand is home to many niche businesses brimming with number eight wire ingenuity and passion, like the factory we're taking you to now, involving three generations of the Fawcett family. You won't find anything mass-produced here. In fact, there's a three- to four-year wait for one of their products, and competitive woodchoppers from all around the world line up for their saws and axes. Past the big tractor sale yards, the fencing and farm shed suppliers and the big hunting and fishing store, and you'd likely miss it, this humble little factory on the outskirts of Masterton. It's a family business formed out of the love of wood chopping and now taking the tool of the sport to the world. Just forging the axes out from a uh, billet of steel. That's how we do all the tuatahi axes. That's Grant, son of Eddie Fawcett, who founded Tuatahi Axes 40 years ago. Eddie's in his 80s now. And, um, my father was an axeman, and uh, uh, I started chopping when I was about 15. Then there's Quinton in his 20s, Grant's son and Eddie's grandson. It's one of the most important parts of the whole process, this, this way of forging. The trio call themselves axemen, and the axes and saws they make are now exported to Europe, Australia and North America. Eddie's stepped back from the business now to let Quinton drive it forward. But as Grant explains, it's the family passion for competitive wood chopping that still binds them and the business together. I chopped with Eddie, followed him around, and I enjoyed the competing. I got two under-21s and the, the national team. And you used to watch your father do it as well? Yeah, I used to sit on the Xbox. In those days, kids weren't allowed in the ring. But I, I managed to just sit on the Xbox and I was told not to, not to move. We'd travel all around New Zealand going to the shows. Little towns that there'd be a chop at. Or a little paddock somewhere that there'd be a chop at. Yeah. And what did you love about it? The people, the competitors. Um, you're like a big family. And we all still are. Um, and Quinton did the same? Did he come yeah. along with you? Yeah, yeah. So when I chopped, that's, I mean, I think he was three weeks old when he came on his first chop. Eddie was awarded a Queen's Service Medal for his services to wood chopping in 2019. I'm totally wood chopping. You know, everything to do with wood chopping around the world. But I can also see that uh, wood chopping struggling a little bit in some countries and we need to get into other things. And, and we're doing that. Other markets have opened up for this niche business, but their specialty remains racing axes and saws. Yeah, in Sydney, which is the Wimbledon of wood chopping, Tuatahi Axis for the last 20 years would have won all of the championship events except one. So how did it all start? Well, Eddie was into saws as a young man, working at a local mill, and decided to set up as a saw doctor before another opportunity came along. Everything was going on really good, and I was competing then, and uh, I had an older chap, elder chap working for me, uh, Mr Ted Ferguson. In those days, farmers and people used to bring in axes uh, to be sharpened, and Ted and I were at an engineer's in Martinborough and he saw an old shearing grinder there and uh, he said, oh, let's buy that, I, I can uh, sharpen farmer's axes on that. Really? Yeah. Yes, he said. Uh, anyhow, we bought it and brought it home and he got it all going and uh, 
then I decided to do my racing axes on it. In those days it used to take us a week to do a racing axe. On this thing it only took a couple of hours, less than that even. And they really cut. Now they make about 45 axes a week, using some of Eddie's original processes and new computerised equipment. We're machining the eyes in our axes. Used to get this process outsourced, it was the last part of the puzzle that wasn't done in-house here. And uh, four years ago, we decided, no, we're going to learn it and we'll do it ourselves. So that's what we're doing now. And I'm hoping to get some more of them, if my grandfather will allow me. <laughs> It's really, really important that those eyes are dead centre and dead square because if your handle's off, then when you're chopping with it, your axe head's going to be all over the place. So, really, really crucial part of the part of the axe is the eye. Not having to send these away to do that. What has it meant for the business? Um, it's meant that we can, um, if we have an idea for a new style of axe, we can we can make it that day, and we can be testing it. It's just meant way more freedom for us and way more control over what goes out the door. As well as being a former NZ rep in wood chopping, Grant is an expert sawyer. But these days he spends most of his time forging and finishing the axes. At the moment he's fitting the axe handles. We uh, progressively fit them, uh, take them out, rasp a little bit more off, then hit them in again and that gets them super tight. So. It's about three times going through the in and out of the head to get it a perfect fit. Where do you get your wood from? Uh, this is American hickory. Although it has a little bit of give, it can take a lot of shock. But it's harder and harder to get good hickory. Does being a competitor help you in the making of the tools? Yes, it does. Yeah, I tried teaching uh, people. Well, you know, you'd hire people and try to teach them how to do saws. But unless you're competing and unless you've got a total love for it, it doesn't work. You've got to have that passion for it. Does it help you in the way you sculpt that handle? Yeah, yes it does. Um, and a lot of the people I know who they are, who I'm making that axe for. So I know that person. And when I see them again, they're going to tell me how that blade's gone. Female competitors, that's a, you know, a totally different setup to a male competitor. The handles are smaller and the weight's different. So you have to realise that and you have to adapt. And um, yeah, that's what it's all about. We head over to the worksaw section and I ask, in a world full of chainsaws, who wants such a tool if you're not into competitive sawing? The market is for basically anyone who wants to cut a tree. Also, a lot of the forestry services over in America, because of the emissions, they're not allowed to use uh, chainsaws in most of their trails. So if a tree falls over, they'll, they'll go to one of our worksaws and they'll, they'll clear it that way. Some people will train with them. It's very hard in our sport to get a training saw. And so something like that, it's readily available and, yeah, yeah, very versatile saw. What's the difference between a competition saw and a work saw? Ooh, um, well, our, our work saws are M-tooth, so the tooth looks like an M, and our racing saws are peg and rakers, which is a completely different different ball game. There's uh, so many more variables and, yeah, it's just, it's like anything. You put a lot more work into a a race car than an everyday car and our work saw is an everyday saw and the, the race saw is a yeah, top competition saw. They'll only cut through clean wood and yeah, you may get 10 or 15 cuts out of it before it has to be resharpened. Uh, with our racing saws, I think at one point there was a three or four year wait on them. So if you ordered one in 
2020, you'd get one in 2024, all things being right. So. And the axe side of the business, how does that compare um, to the yeah, saw side? Uh, we obviously produce a lot more axes than saws, um, but axes are a lot easier to produce than saws. Um, I think at the minute there's about a three month wait on our, on our racing axes, and we aim to do 30 plus each week, you know, the 45 axes a week and and yeah we're still we're still three months behind so there is a real demand for them. Well now it's time to show off some of the family's wood chopping skills. And that's Quinton at the handle of a tuatahi racing axe making quick work of a marked up chunk of wood in the yard. What's the secret to getting a quick uh, cut through there? Uh, just cut thousands of logs. Yeah, and have a good axe. Know someone who makes a good axe and uh, yeah, training. Like everything, you gotta train for what you do. And yeah, yeah, have the right people teaching you helps as well. You've I still got it, 10 toes, have I you? I still have 10 toes. Did you always think you'd become involved in the business? No, I was very, I was passionately against it actually. When you go chopping, a lot of people say, oh, you'll be, you'll be in there before you know it. And that sort of spurred me on to, no, I don't want to go there. But pretty quick I realised that it's actually a really cool place to be. Did you always have ideas about where you'd want to take it? Or did you want to keep it fairly traditional? That's a very hard question. Uh, you have to keep your traditional roots. That's what's given us our name into a day, but you have to bring in the 21st century as well. A lot of the stuff here... It's still the same stuff that my grandfather bought when he started the business, but now we're starting to, with the CNC machines and even like laser engraving and stuff like that, it's all pretty much come from me and that's, yeah, it's keeping those traditional roots but moving it into the 21st century. Are there any advantages to having a business like this in a small rural town? I would say no. We really try and get New Zealanders to buy our gear, but we have found it very difficult. A Kiwi can't justify spending that this much money for an axe most of the time, on our consumer side anyway. On the racing side they certainly can. So yeah, I'm really trying to get out to those farmers and um, dock workers and tell them that, well, it is worth the, the money because it's a quality product and it is made here in New Zealand. So Tell us how COVID affected the business. It really made us change our approach to what we were doing. We were very racing focused. Um, purely racing focused, uh, everything came second and then when Covid struck oh, there was no more racing. Uh, Australia dried up and the states and all around the world and so we really had to focus on our consumer side and the everyday person and that's when we started making the Campex and really pushing our WorkX brand and our, our racing X ethos put into an everyday consumer item and we did and uh, very thankful for those people because that's what kept us afloat. I'm very happy that my grandfather and my father and my auntie were all on board with that because, yeah, I'm not sure where we'd be if we all didn't pitch in. And so the competitions are back up and running and you're back to the old business as well? Yep, yep, for sure. Uh, Europe has really taken off. Um, still have invested a lot of money overseas. And so that's good for us because, yeah, they use all our gear. Like uh, right now, Brisbane show's on whole bunch of New Zealanders gone over there and yeah it's really good that chopping is still a sport. What is good about chopping as a sport? Oh it's like your extended family you hate each other for that 30 seconds or whatever that you're on the log but 
you know everyone and 99% of people are good buggers um, just like any sport I guess that way and they'll all be there to help you out if you need anything like um, just had Jason Winyard be diagnosed with cancer lately and seeing the community support come around him yeah we are just one big extended family. Hmm. Axe throwing has become a bit of a thing hasn't it? Yeah I never thought that would happen it is a fun sport I really um, implore anyone to uh, set up a round piece of wood in the back of their yard and chuck an axe at it. Um, but it has, yeah, like we sell a lot more uh, thrown axes now. Uh, we do the double bit ones, so they've got two blades, whereas most people start on just a single little hatchet style. Um, but I haven't gone down to um, any of the establishments yet to have a go, but I might try and sneak in one day and act like I don't know what I'm doing. While they know what they're doing here at Tuatahi, some things will remain within the family, like the material used for those sharp blades. Tell us about the steel and where it comes from. Uh, so it's our own steel, and plenty of people will tell you they know what our steel is. They'll say it's W2, and I can get that steel, but they can't. It's our own steel that my grandfather came up with. Um, it's your recipe? Yes, it's our recipe. And where's it made? Uh, it's made in Europe, so we have to get it from a small forge and we have to get it at a certain tonnage because we add stuff to it and we take stuff out of it. So yeah, if anyone says to you, I know where we get that steel from, they don't. They have no idea. <laughs> You're not going to reveal any part of the recipe? No. What makes your, spiel, no, your steel I will, special? No, I will not be revealing any part today. Um, yes, it's very, it's very top secret information. <laughs> Fair enough. What's at the back here? Uh, this is our heat treatment room, but I'm not going to take you in there. It really is the secret to our business, the heat treating side of things, and um, yeah, there are some things that just keep it between us. But this process has been part of the business's success from day one? Yeah, I would say so. We've never uh, tried to shortcut this process whatsoever. It's always remained the same since Eddie started it. And Eddie would only do a few axes at a time, and now we're doing 30 or 40 axes at a time, but still the process has to, has to stay the same. I've had change. a sneak look at that process and that yes. machine, and it's not too flash. No, no it's not. I think everyone has a um, misconception that when they come to our, our factory because of the products that they see, that we're all um, wearing white coats and we're all spick and span, but, uh, but no, it's the exact opposite, I imagine. <laughs> Tuatahi's founder, Eddie Fawcett, says the secret to success is quite simple. I'm a fellow that listens. I watch and I listen. doesn't matter who's talking to me. Um, and that's one of the things that has made it where it is. Uh, there's been lots of people that have given me advice and I haven't rubbished it. I've sorted it out and, uh, yeah... But uh, it's hard work making a top axe. Eddie Fawcett at the Tuatahi Axe Factory in Masterton. You also heard from his son Grant and his grandson Quinton. If you're not familiar with the sport of wood chopping, head to the video on our webpage where you can see Quinton pick up an axe and show how it's done.